Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Missionary Micro Stories podcast, where missionaries come on and tell us authentic stories that they love, and I know that you will, too. It's six questions in about nine-ish minutes, because we all know that without a time limit, missionaries tend to get awfully long-winded. And so I am excited to be joined with Brother Dan Brown today. Uh, Brother Brown, thanks so much for being on. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Josh. I appreciate that. Super excited. This is our first time meeting, so I'm going to learn a lot about you as well. So let's, uh, let's start off with question number one and tell us a little bit about you and your family and your field. Sure. Uh, as you said, my name is Dan Brown. Uh, my wife and kids and I are missionaries in the country of Madagascar. Uh, of course, as I just said, I'm married. We have four children and we've been here in Madagascar for, uh, I guess, just over three years now. So I've been serving here and excited to see what God is going to do uh, here in this country. Amen. Awesome. So um, with that, then with question number two, for you guys, it can be field specific or just kind of general ministry, but what's the best part about being in missions for you and your family? Uh, you know, I, I was thinking about this question and I've thought about it a lot uh, in our missionary career, our short missionary career. Uh, and I always think back to uh, the, the Marine slogan. Uh, I can't remember exactly how it goes, but it's something about, you know, most people go through life wondering if they've done, any, uh, done anything that's, that, that's made a difference, but Marines don't have that problem. Um, you know, not, not in a proud way, but I think in a lot of ways, missionaries are, are somewhat the same. You know, we're, we're touching lives for eternity. Um, which, you know, every time, um, you know, we get to see somebody accept Christ as their Savior, or we get to really see, uh, in many ways, that light come on spiritually in the life of the people here in this country, that's the best part of missions. That's the best part of what we do, is just uh, seeing people <clears throat> genuinely uh, making that connection with God, whether it's for salvation, or whether it's, uh, you know, going through a, a trial or a difficulty in their life, and just seeing God come through and work in a great way. Uh, that, that's just the blessing of being a missionary uh, and, uh, and just seeing God work in those miraculous ways. So I'd say yeah. that's probably the best part for us. For sure. And I appreciate that uh, answer. I like the way that you put it. And it certainly does. It, 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 nothing better. It really is awesome. Hmm, that's right. All right, then with question three for you guys. Um, sorry, I'm looking at people coming in my my gate and they're here for a ride. I knew it would happen during the podcast. So we'll sure. see what happens. I think my wife will take them. But um, question number three is, what is one of the more difficult aspects for you guys about life in missions? Yeah, you know, we come from the United States, which is a wonderful country, despite all of its flaws, problems, issues, and everything that's happening, of course, you know, now. Um, but it's still a first world country where you have all the modern conveniences of life. And at the end of the day, it's our culture and our language and our people in so many ways. Then we move to the last time I checked the fifth poorest country in the world that, uh, you know, has a completely different culture, completely different language, no connection to English or French or, you know, any language that's we're somewhat familiar with. And so the, the biggest challenge for us at the end of every day is just fitting in. Uh, not saying that we, we're going to or we're trying to, but you know, we just walk around like a, you know, a sore thumb. We just stick out like crazy. And, and even though we're doing as best as we can to fit in, to, to connect with the people, to relate with the people, 
Uh, you know, every time I come back from a visit, I tell my wife and I just say, I just don't understand this world. This is a different, this is a different world. And so that is probably the biggest challenge for us is just really trying to make just a real level connection with the people and understand who they are, what makes them them, how can we connect then? And of course the word of God and everybody has the same spiritual needs and issues. And so the word of God really bring, brings us to a level playing field. But, um, you know, just understanding uh, really some of the struggles that they go through and, and their mindset, the way they think about this, that is the biggest challenge for us on a day-to-day -day basis, no doubt. So uh, we still work through it and some days are better than others. Some days we connect, we get it. and We know exactly what's going on other days we feel like we're on planet Mars and we have no idea what is this, uh, you know, what's happening. Yeah, for sure. So, man, I, I couldn't have put it better myself. I appreciate the answer. Very candid. And uh, it makes me laugh because I can, I can imagine situations I've gone through that I know that are similar probably to what you've gone through. And uh, it's easy to laugh when you look back at it. But yeah, in those sure. moments, sometimes it's like, <laughs> you know, you swear there's a wall and you're just hitting your head on over and over. Yeah. You know, I have had to stop and ask myself more, you know, more times than not, what just happened? Yeah. What, did they just say what I think they just said? Because that doesn't make any sense. But, you know, we've got to relate to them. You know, we're, we're in their country and their field. And so we've got to be on their, on their level. So it's a challenge. Yeah, for sure. Great answer, man. I appreciate it. So, um, so we'll... Go on to question four then, and who are some missionaries that you would say need to be on this podcast? Yeah, I'm just going to give one missionary, a good friend of mine, Leland Johnson, who's a missionary serving in Brazil. Uh, he's he's a, a great blessing. He was actually my pastor before God called him into missions for a few years, and I really appreciate him, his heart for the people, and you know, he's just uh, just doing a great work in Brazil as well, just trying to reach the people and. Uh, I highly recommend him, and he just got, he's just got a, a world of counsel and advice that I think he could help anybody uh, if they just took the time to listen. So he'd be, a, he'd be a help and a blessing, I'm sure. Good. I will need your help to get a hold of him because I've been trying. Uh, I think I've tried a time or two to get him on. And so okay. uh, maybe if we have an extra nudge, we can get him on here. So if you're listening, sure. we'd love to have you on. Get a hold of me. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's right. Well, thank you for the suggestion. I appreciate it. Sure. All right. Question five, what everybody is kind of waiting for. Um, go ahead and just take three to five minutes and tell us a story about your time serving the Lord that you absolutely love. Sure. Shut me down, Josh, if I go too long, because like you said, we can go real long on this. But uh, really, we are in the midst of God doing some amazing things. Uh, it's July, what, 15th, 16th. So we're kind of still all in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic. But to back up two months or so, uh, I guess three months now, when it first came here to Madagascar, everything shut down, life shut down, and we were you know, disappointed just like everybody else. We went through a couple weeks and then God put it on our heart to try to do uh, an outreach in our community, even though everybody was still under confinement. So we decided to do a food distribution uh, really with three goals in mind, to help the people because we knew they were struggling, uh, to, to let them know who we are and what we're doing because a lot of people are very suspicious when they kind of see these new people moving into their country, into their town and wonder who they are, what they're doing. Uh, so we wanted to let them know, hey, we're harmless, uh, we're missionaries, et cetera, et cetera. And then the third reason was, of course, to preach the gospel. 
And those were really our only intentions, was just, just to kind of get to know the community and let them get to know us. Uh, when it came to the day of actually distributing the food and stuff to the people that had come, uh, the president of our township came up to us halfway through it and said, hey, people are asking where your church is. They want to come. They're interested. They want to be a part of it. And of course, at this time, we didn't have anything. We didn't have a building. We didn't have a church. We didn't have a church name. We didn't, we didn't have anything. We were only about two months into moving on this side of town, and we were just still trying to get to know uh, the community a little bit. And so God really just pushed us and launched us into a church plant. And so we started scrambling to try to find a location, a place. Our first Sunday that we launched the church, our team uh, are about 15. There's 15 of us. And on our first Sunday, we had 16 people. So that means all 15 of our team and one uh, neighbor girl came. So, hey, that's all right. We were excited. The second week, we had 20 people uh, that were there, 15 of us again. And now we had four visitors, five visitors. By the third and fourth Sunday, we were climbing by about five or 10 people every single Sunday. And about two or three, maybe four weeks ago now, we've hit our highest. And it was about 85 or 90 people that were in attendance. And uh, half of those are kids. And so the kids are coming. But, you know, adults are coming as well. And the first group of people, adults that were coming, were all ladies. And so we really started praying and asking God to start sending some men, we needed some men in the church. And uh, this last time we were able to meet, uh, was we had a good number of men that were in attendance and, and people coming. Souls were being saved. We're starting a discipleship ministry with these people. Uh, we're in their houses. We're getting to know them. We're sitting down with them and just, again, finding out who they are, what their needs are. And so God, you know, in the midst of a pandemic, uh, in the midst of, you know, a million reasons why a church can't start right now, God decided to use this time to launch a church and start a church uh, in our area. And it's exciting. Now, unfortunately, uh, and of course, the end of the story has not been written. We're still right in the middle of it. But two weeks ago, uh, the coronavirus kept getting worse and worse here in Madagascar. So the government decided to shut down all public meetings again. And so for the last two weeks, we have been shut down. We can't have church again, which was, again, another major disappointment. Uh, but it's hard for us to be very disappointed because God chose to launch a church during the first confinement period. And so we're excited to see what he's going to do now during the second confinement period. Just yesterday, uh, me and another fellow missionary went to a radio uh, studio. We were able to record some, uh, some messages that we're going to start sending out specifically to our people. But now we're going to be heard, um, you know, uh, throughout most of Madagascar. So we don't, know, we don't know how God is going to use that. We don't know the end of that yet. Um, also during this time, since the people can't come to us, we're going to them every single week just to check up on them, hear what's going on, hear how, you know, what spiritual needs they have. And so again, I think God is going to use this time to really knit our hearts together with the people. And uh, we're excited to see what he's going to do. But uh, like I said, the end of the story's not been written yet. Uh, but God is really at work in a great way. And uh, we're excited. So I would have never guessed. And I don't know that I would ever write down in a manual to wait for a pandemic to launch a church. But, you know, God does what he does, you know, for his glory and for his purpose. And so we're, we're excited about that. So tune in in about six months and maybe there will be more to the story to see what God's doing through, uh, through this whole situation. Yeah, brother, that's great. That's awesome to hear. Amazing to see how God takes disappointment and turns it into something for him. And Absolutely. Just, what a cool story. I'm, I'm excited to hear about good things happening in Madagascar. So awesome. Amen. Thanks for yeah. sharing with us. Sure.
All right, so question six, kind of time to tattle on yourself for a minute is, uh, do you have any language or cultural blunders that you are willing to share with us? Yeah, you know, uh, there's a lot and, and sometimes, um, you know, as you know with learning languages, a lot of words are often the same. So, um, <laughs> you know, I remember for us, uh, my wife went to the grocery store several, several, several years ago now. And uh, even though Malagasy is the national language here, French is used as well. And so she was ordering some meat uh, from the deli section. And uh, the words for 50 and 500 in French are very close, 500 and 500. And so anyway, she asked for 500 grams of some kind of meat, but the guy thought she asked for 50. So instead of getting, you know, a good, a good pile of meat anyway, she ended up getting about one bite worth. And so, of course, you have to go on and explain yourself a little bit more. Uh, for myself, again, a couple years ago, uh, I went to order some, get some bananas. Since this is a tropical uh, country, you know, banana sellers are out with their carts everywhere. So just walk up and get whatever you want. Uh, but the word for banana and chicken are pretty close here in Madagascar, a coup and a kunjum. And I forgot which was which. So I asked the, banana, I, I asked the man who was selling bananas uh, for, uh, for one kilo of chickens. And uh, of course, he just looked at me for a long time, just trying to figure out what in the world I was asking the banana guy for chickens, you know, why, why is that? So naturally, you know, you learn when you learn languages, uh, if they stare at you for a long time, then you probably use the wrong word. So I scrambled to try to find the right word and finally got it right. And, um, you know, we laughed about that. But there's many, many more stories I could tell. But, you know, <laughs> those words that are so close together, they just start playing mind games with you. And, um, and more times than not, you use the wrong one until you figure out which the right one is. But, yeah, those, those are a couple of stories for us anyway. I tell our friends here all the time, I say, you guys just change the rules up on me. Just because I figured out something, change the rule again, or change exactly. the word, the sound, or the whatever. And, uh, That's true. So, yeah, That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, listen, brother, it's been awesome having you on. Super exciting to hear about everything happening in Madagascar. So please tell us how we can stay up to date with your story. Yeah, sure. Um, a couple different ways. Our Facebook page is Browns, the number two Madagascar. So you can follow us through Facebook. That's probably for the most uh, frequent updates uh, you're going to see there. And then, of course, if you'd like to sign up for prayer letters, you can uh, do it there. Our website is uh, Browns, the number two Madagascar.com. And so you can log on there, look at old prayer letters, things like that. And then, of course, if you'd like to send an email or get in touch, our uh, email address is very simply, again, info at browns the number two madagascar.com so everything's pretty simple on that but uh, please stop by and check us out and i uh, would love to hear from anybody that's listening out there great awesome brother well thank you so much for giving us your time i know you're a busy guy and uh grateful to hear for everything going on so thanks for being with us today all right well thank you josh for having me i appreciate it and appreciate your ministry and the podcast god bless you well praise the lord likewise for those of you that have joined us today, this has been Josh Wegar with Brother Dan Brown in Madagascar, and you have been listening to the Missionary Micro Stories podcast. Thanks for joining.